0: We made it to episode 200. Almost four years into podcasting and it feels like we're just getting our feet under us. There is so much that we've learned the past 200 episodes from audio engineering to coding and tech skills to insights into ourselves and our own interactions. And there's so much more we have yet to learn. In this episode, we're going to take a look back at the things that we've learned what we've enjoyed, and some of the hard times that we've had over the last 200 episodes. It's kind of a retrospective of our first 200 and a looking forward to our next 200. But before we get started, Will, what have you been fighting
1: this week? Oh, man, I, I'm still in sequel purgatory. So I'm dealing with that uh, during the day. And then at night, I am still working on book edits so i get to deal with the messed up english language <laughs> instead of sql <sequel.
0: laughs> and more <In your> <laughs> messed up english language that i have to deal with all the time
1: yeah <laughs> and then uh <laughs> exactly um however the uh, russian lessons are going well i'm getting awesome. to where i can kind of read so that's good and i'm starting to get homework in there too so that's uh that's a can of worms so that okay. ought to be entertaining but i'm enjoying it um yeah it's it's good times. I mean, it was, it was a little bit rushed today trying to get the episode finished up. I think, I think I had it done by like 6.01 and I told you I'd have it done by 5.30. So it's close enough for programmer time, honestly. <laughs> so how about you?
0: <laughs> Man, this, this week has been, um, been fun. Uh, just getting everything together and stuff for this episode. Well, we finally made it to production. At work. The, the business app that I've been working on for almost two years now is in production and being used by employees and customers. I went live a, a little earlier this week and we're wrapping things up on the team and kind of gearing up for the next app that we're going to be working on. Uh, I'm really excited because this is allowing me some time to work on a few enterprise level services that I've been wanting to build. Um, that's just going to make our jobs easier uh, as programmers there. So I'm, I'm getting to do a bunch of little small, cool things and play around with some some neat stuff. I'm doing some .NET Core stuff that's just really cool, and I'm just really excited about it. Uh, since school's out uh, and things are calming down work-wise, I've decided I'm not taking anything extra on this month, uh, to Will's frustration sometimes. Um, I'm using it to relax and catch up, Still doing my regular commitments, you know, like anything that I do on a consistent basis, like our meetup group and my church stuff, I'm, I'm keeping up with that. Um, but it's just nice to not have anything extra going on. Uh, this has allowed me to, you talk about learning Russian. This has allowed me to focus on my guitar. Uh, I've been taking lessons since I moved down here. I started trying to teach myself before I moved and then found a really great instructor. And so, uh, I've been, been doing that, uh, recently learned the, uh, the intro, the lead to Sweet Child of Mine, and I'm a slash I am not, but uh, I'm getting faster at it. Uh, I actually was practicing while Will was uh, was writing his outline and was almost a little bit late because I, I kind of got into it and forgot what time it was. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, it's also allowed me to do a lot more reading. Um, honestly, y'all, it's been a while. Med school kind of burnt me out, and I just, I stopped doing reading for fun and pleasure because I spent so much time with my head in a book. Now I've got a stack of books by my bedside and in the living room because I read like most people used to watch TV before Netflix. I'll read one book for a little bit and like I'll put it down, I'll pick up another one, read a few chapters, put it down, pick up another one. Like people used to watch TV when they just sit in front of it and like shows would come on the, the air.
1: So, yeah, like when you couldn't stream.
0: Yeah, like yeah. in the
1: dark times.
0: In the in the in the dark ages before binge watching shows on Netflix.
1: Yeah, when you had to go all the way to Blockbuster if you wanted to do something on <laughs> demand.
0: <laughs> yep. Well, um, with all that said, I've got something bookish and completely different for IoTs, or maybe book OTs. <laughs> Since episode 200 is a milestone, we're going to try something different starting this month. It helps that this episode is coming out as the first episode of the month, so it kind of flows. Instead of a weekly IoT segment, I'm going to be reading a book, not reading it to you guys, but I'm going to be reading a book each month and then talking a little bit about what I've read. I'll announce the book beforehand. Um, so that everyone has an opportunity to get a copy if you want to read along. Uh, This is going to be kind of a fun experiment. Uh, We'll do it for a few months, see how it goes. And you guys give us feedback. Let us know what you think of it. The first book that we're going to be reading is The Pragmatic Programmer by Andrew Hunt and David Thomas. Uh, Not the Wendy's, Dave Thomas. Uh, I mentioned this book several times before. Basically, anytime anyone asks for... My favorite books or a reference. It's really good. One of the things that I like most about it is that you don't have to read it cover to cover, but you can move um, from different areas and just find what you need to help and go straight there. So I have a link to the book in our show notes and you guys can, can look at that and pick up a copy if you want. Who's talking to us this week?
1: Well, we got an iTunes review from Caducey. Saying Beej and Will have touched my life with their work. I discovered the Complete Developer Podcast while searching for inroads to a tech career from building maintenance. This has been a difficult search. When I found this podcast, I wasted no time downloading and devouring every episode in just a few weeks. These guys have given me hope, grounding, and direction to accomplish a monumental task in my life. This is a needful resource. Thanks, Will and BJ, and please keep it going.
0: This is exactly the service that we're trying to provide. Thank you for letting us know that we're accomplishing our goals. This is something we needed for I guess 200. We we've been doing this for a while and it's nice to hear that hey, we're we're making a difference. When we set out to make this podcast, that was the goal was to help people like you move into the career, help people in the career get better at it. Like hearing that is very encouraging to us. So I just want to say thank you. Send us an email with your contact information because we've got a Complete Developer Water Bottle just for you. And guys, if you'd like your very own Complete Developer Water Bottle, leave us a review in iTunes or comment on the website or any of our social media. We post all our episodes to Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. We're also on Instagram and Tumblr. You can check us out each week on Facebook and YouTube Live. We talk about what's going on in the tech world and answer some listener questions. Or join the conversation anytime via Slack by going to slack.completedevelopernetwork.com. You realize I have said some variation of that
1: two hundred times. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty insane. You know, just all the things that have happened two hundred times, <laughs> no. like in- including uh, you know all the fart jokes while we're testing the microphones. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> like that's happened 200 times because we almost, did that on the first one. I'm pretty sure. Almost 200 times. We don't do that when we've got guests. Okay. There is that. But yeah, like
0: that's one of the few things that hasn't changed. Um, that's that's true. Take the number of guests we've had and subtract that from 200 and you'll hear the number. Well, you won't hear them, but you'll have the number of fart jokes we've made.
1: Yeah. Well, realistically, there's also a Facebook live. Um, and so that's padded. And then there's multiple recordings of some episodes because we had problems. So we might be right at 200.
0: That, oh, man, that's that's kind
1: of weird and scary. But, yeah, that's true. yeah. Uh, so when we started this podcast. uh We've been friends for a very long time. Uh, I think we started hanging out in 2000 or 2001. 2000. Was it 2000? Um, so anyway, we've seen each other through good and bad times over this whole stretch, right? Um, Including during the recording of this podcast at various points. Yes. And that's part of where the dynamic of the show originates. Uh, Through the past few years, we've both grown quite a bit as individuals and as friends. Um, You really get a very different look inside somebody's head when you're sitting across from them podcasting for literally 200 plus hours. And it's probably... I don't know how many hours. I don't even want to think about that. Uh, plus, you've heard the episodes over and over again as you've been doing all the editing. So yeah. there have been some misapps. Um, you know, it's it's a challenge to create content like this on a weekly basis or an almost weekly basis. Um, sometimes stacking them up ahead of time. Once or twice, we've had to publish episodes a little later than normal. Uh, but I think we've produced a pretty good quality show over all this period of time uh, for almost four years
0: every week. We have not missed a week in yeah. almost four years.
1: Unless it was scheduled, so, I think. Or yeah. maybe I think maybe like if somebody had the flu or something.
0: Well we we didn't record, but we have not missed publishing. We have published an episode every week for almost four years.
1: Yeah, and I don't think there have been any that have dropped later than like two o'clock in the morning, have there?
0: There were there have been a few um in Real the early. early days. Uh because when we first started we were dropping them uh, around uh, six or seven in the morning. And then there were a few that didn't get dropped until a little bit later because you know, I would I would schedule it and then I'd wake up in the morning and it it hadn't gone out. And so I'd have to jump on and figure out what happened. And
1: that's right. Um, yeah. I like where they bounce the servers.
0: Yeah, they they bounced the servers and then they didn't like they didn't go back and go, "Oh, hey, this was scheduled to publish at at midnight, which is why we publish them at 1, by the way."
1: Yeah. Um it's like, "Hey, you know, nobody schedules cron jobs for midnight or any I don't know, integer hour time at night. Nobody does that." So, let's just bounce the server right then. So, anyway, um this episode we're going to talk about our journey over these past 200 episodes. And we'll start with where we were when it all began and then talk about where we are now. Next, we're going to discuss some of the lessons that we've learned through podcasting, followed by talking about the opportunities that we've had open up to us. After that, we'll get to the fun part and talk about our favorite episodes and parts of podcasting. And then we'll close out talking about some of the funny things that happen when you record together every week for almost four years.
0: Starting out our journey through and with podcasting. We're going to start off talking about where we were in life when we got started. And we're going to talk about kind of our career and our life and where we were when we, we started. So, Will, where were you in your career when you started the podcast?
1: Uh, I was contracting. I had been let go. Well, that spring, I had gotten a full-time job, gotten converted. You know, I was, uh, went there through a recruiter. Two weeks after getting converted, I was let go. Then I switched over to contracting and I was doing some stuff at night as well on another project. And so at that point, I wasn't really making very good money. Uh, I was just kind of scraping by, to be honest. And I was kind of wanting to get a real business going you know, as opposed to like skating by contracting. But I didn't have the time or really all of the skills that were required to do it. I kind of thought I did, but looking back, I didn't. Uh, as far as life at that point, I was extremely shy. Uh, you can't hear it in the early episodes because we each cut it out. But fairly early on there, there were a lot of times that I would be talking and I would just pause because I realized that like 50 people are listening to me talking. This was a long time ago. Uh, we will probably have 2,500 to 3,000 listen to this episode and I don't care. So that's where I was at that point now, the other thing I was doing a lot of is I was consuming content. I was listening to podcasts. I was reading blogs. I was watching movies. I was playing video games. I was doing all that stuff. I wasn't creating content very much.
0: When we first started this, I wasn't even in development. I was still learning. I was working in sales at the time. Uh, I had just started doing my apprenticeship with Will. I uh, was very much a newbie. Um, I think that was in our, our tag Uh, or our opening, Will was the the experienced, the commercially experienced developer, and I was the optimistic newbie developer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I was was coming out of a very dark place in my life, probably the darkest place I'd ever been. Um, I was recently divorced, had been going through some pretty intense uh, depression and adjustment to... To basically all of my dreams and goals coming crashing down on me and having to restart my life. I had just moved back to Tennessee. I was still living with family because I didn't have a, like I had just gotten a job to basically cover the bills. And I, I wasn't even making enough to move out on my own when we started this. I was driving about an hour and a half to two hours every week down to Will's to record. So yeah, it
1: was I remember those days.
0: Yeah, it was a rough rough time in my life and one of the things that that helped me have some focus and gave me a purpose was that I was editing and I was doing all the audio for the podcast and I had I had to do it because someone who was giving me a lot and helping me out was relying on me to do that. I remember there were a lot of a lot of nights Uh, that I did not want to edit. I was not into it. I wanted to just, you know, watch TV or play video games or something like that. And I was like, no, you know, it's not for me. I'm doing this because, you know, my best friend is relying on me to get this done. Yeah. Uh, And so that that helped me regain my own ability to have internal motivation.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, you were really in a dark place and especially um, a few months before that, it was it was very touch and go there for a while. So let's talk about how things have changed since <laughs> then. Um, for myself, I have a full time job at a growing company, and I'm in a software architecture role. And I will have been with this company for four years. Uh, this August, I got hired. I, I got hired there while we were in the early stages of the podcast. I think. I'm not even sure we'd actually dropped an episode at that point because it was August 17th. Yeah, our year.
0: first episode came out in September.
1: Yeah. We were already recording, we just hadn't, you know, released mm-hmm. it. So that, you know, that's obviously a pretty big change. Now, the other thing I've done with my life is I make content all the time. Uh, during a 2-month period this year, I wrote 200 pages of content. I, you know, I write roughly half-ish of the episodes that we do. Um. Yeah, I've just I've been out here doing stuff, you know, I'm, I'm speaking, I'm, I'm doing all that kind of stuff. I really sharply cut back on media consumption. You know, I read a little bit at night and I watch TV some uh, unless my daughter wants to watch something or if Game of Thrones is on like that's pretty much it.
0: Well, you've only got, uh, well, by the time this comes out, you won't have that anymore.
1: Yeah, I know. And I'm kind of ready for that to be over, honestly, because <laughs> um, c- it's gotten dark and it's just, it's not, I don't look forward to it, you know? Um, so yeah, I have I have that book coming out uh, in August. I have a few other things in the pipeline that are kind of proposals for content, and I'm going to continue writing more. So that's a pretty huge change for me to actually, you know, get get off my butt and actually create things because that was the thing I was having trouble doing before.
0: Where I'm at now, I have a full-time developer job. I am an advanced or mid-level software developer. So when we started this podcast, I was not even in development. I was still learning. And I have gone from complete noob to mid-level since we started it. And if you go back and you listen to the episodes or if you just look at the the content that we have, you can almost see the progression in my, my knowledge and understanding.
1: Yeah. Well, you can see mine, too, honestly. Yeah. Speaking of
0: going through that, uh, we've had a lot of major life changes happen as we've gone through this process beyond uh, beard trims and haircuts. Because when we started this, we both had massive beards and they they've come and gone, and it's just something that uh that we live with uh so well what are what are some of the major life changes that have happened to you throughout this process of the last few years
1: uh you know starting a job and getting promoted that's pretty obvious. Uh, the other thing is i've discovered that I really enjoy uh, learning foreign languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is I realized I can do the public speaking thing, and that was huge because I used to be extremely shy and yeah, you know, at the end of March, I was up in front of somewhere between 180 and 200 people, and I didn't get nervous until after I sat down.
0: Awesome, that's wonderful, man. I too have started a job and been promoted. Kind of amazing the the things that uh, that have happened. I've I've started back to school um, in grad school for data science, and I'm getting back into shape too.
1: Yeah, you've you've lost a fair bit of weight, um,
0: almost I, 30 pounds.
1: Yeah, since February. I, you know, I think a lot of that too. You know, that almost tracks with the um, you know you were kind of in a dark place, and it's it's like a lagging indicator of getting out of that.
0: Other things, I, uh, I mean, I've, I've started going back to church. I've gotten back into art. I am painting and writing. Talk about things that I never thought I'd do. You mentioned the foreign language for you. I'm learning to play the guitar. Something I've always wanted to do, but never thought was possible.
1: Yeah, it's and it's I, weird, isn't it? Like y- you get into this creative stuff and it just drags you into all the other stuff that you could do.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I'm saving up right now to buy a, a nice camera because I'm on the creatives team at church and they're going to teach me photography so that I can help out taking pictures at events and stuff. I mean, it's just like, there's all sorts of awesome things going on in my life right now. And I, I think a lot of it is due to being creative and doing the podcast every week and that discipline, it's like, if you know a lot of creative, artistic people, a lot of people think that you can't be creative and have discipline.
1: Yeah. And I don't think you can be creative and not have it. Really. You can't
0: be successfully creative and not have it.
1: Yeah. It's like you get in your own way so much. Right. Otherwise. Yeah.
0: I know the the creative group that I'm in at church. One of the things that, uh, that she really pushes is finishing projects. Because as artists, we never want to finish it. You know, it's never actually done. I mean, Will and I run into this too when we're writing outlines, especially in the early days where we'd be like, we, we'd get stuff in there. And it's like, all right, but I want to do this and I want to add this stuff and I want to go look this stuff up and add more. And it would come down to the wire and we finally got to the point where we're like, all right, we just got to go with it. And we, that happened enough times that we got it to the point where we would just create and it's just like, all right, I've 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 got it to the point where it's, it is a product that we can use. Some of our most popular episodes have been things that we were just looking to fill a slot. It was we didn't have a really great idea or inspiration. So we just we put something together. And then it turned out being great because we weren't focused on building something specific. And we're kind of getting into the next thing we we're going to talk about, which is our lessons learned from podcasting. And so... First off, we're going to talk about things related to podcasting. I know we get asked questions about it all the time. Uh, we have some listeners that are interested in starting their own podcasts. We have some podcasters that listen to us. I don't know why some of the people that listen to us listen to us. Um, yeah. Shout out to, to our friends over at Coding Blocks. Uh, shout out to the .NET, uh, .net Core. Podcast, um, productivity and people. tech, productivity and tech. Thank you. I, I, if I try to list everyone, I'm going to forget someone. I'm just throwing out the ones that have, that I remember have commented on our stuff.
1: It's, so. it's really amazing. So as far as lessons learned, uh, my, my first and only one, and it's really the only one that I've really, really internalized. It's mattered a lot to me is that it's not that your haters hate you because they ain't you. They don't like you because they're not your audience. And you should be okay with that. It's so much more valuable to have a, you know, to have an audience that really likes you, even if it's small, versus some huge audience that's kind of lukewarm.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a good life point, too, is it's better to have a small, really close, really good group of friends. And this is something that's hard for me because I love people and I like having a massive group of friends. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's very important. Actually, on that note, this is not really in the outline, but uh, I've come up with a new term between like best friend and friends, and it's my favorite people. There you go. Because you know, I've got a lot of friends, I've got a lot of Facebook friends, acquaintances, people I know, but my favorite people are those those friends that I'm either close with or I want to become close with. Some people call them their best friends. But I'm like, best implies one best friend. Right. You know, And so I, I like this term, my favorite people. Uh, so it's, I, I've been using that lately, if you follow me on social media. As far as what I have learned related to podcasting, the obvious is the audio editing, mastering techniques, the equipment. Um, I, I've, been, I've learned so much from that. And a big shout out to our friend in Atlanta, Jason, for teaching me. A lot, like he is the reason our podcast is as good of a quality as it is, um, and honestly, if I'd listened to him more often, it'd probably be even better quality
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, he helped a ton
0: he he really did, uh but uh no uh I've learned so much about that that they've asked me to help out with the audio um, like recordings and videos that they do at church, and I think that and Uh, something that we talked about earlier, which is just the consistency and timeliness. Like If I say I'm going to do something in a certain time frame, it gets done in that time frame. People like that, apparently. Who knew?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Funny how that works.
0: So things we've learned related to coding and other business in general.
1: Yeah. And I only really had one point here. um, And that is that you need to stop with the whole uh, ready, aim, fire thing and start with the ready fire aim thing. Every time you make something is going to be a learning experience and it doesn't matter how much you prepare. So you might as well go ahead and create things and put them out there and get the feedback and get the learning from it instead of trying to get it perfect Mm -hmm. before you release.
0: Oh, I I totally get this. Um, You can't paint your 50th painting if you never paint your first. Right. It's practice that makes you better at things. And, You learn by failure. That's something that that we didn't really put in here, either one of us. But that is one of the lessons that I have learned is, you know, I guess more from development and anything else, but is you learn most by not succeeding.
1: And just like even episodes that we didn't like, that we thought stunk. um, I think that's one thing that we've learned the hard way is that we really don't have a clue what's (laughs) going to be good or not.
0: (laughs) That's true few things that I've learned related to to coding and stuff is that being a developer is like being a shapeshifter of the business world. You might work on one app for six, eight months um, and you have to learn all sorts of business stuff like how that business works. And then you step away from it and you go work on something else. The technology stack may be the same. The language and the way you're coding may be the same, but the business rules and that are going to be different. And so you got to be able to shift. And I kind of like that. Um, The other thing that I learned is to build processes for doing things and, you know, when to automate stuff, not getting too into the process either. Like we don't want to forget what we're trying to accomplish here. That's something that the Will and I in the early days and still occasionally do bumped heads on is, yeah, you know, it's like, all right, well, we need we need to change this to get better SEO, but that messes with my process and it makes it more difficult on me to, I have to come up with a new process. And it's just like bumping heads and y'all can't see me hitting my fists together. But these are these are conversations that we have had and it's it's things that I have learned is all right, I do need to build processes, but also in building those processes to make things easier, I need to understand what the ultimate goal is. The process is not the goal.
1: Most things In life, are skills that can be learned, even things we thought we'd never be able to do. And so, we're going to kind of talk about some of those. Mine are pretty simple, and I've kind of covered it already. You know, like being able to produce content at a high rate consistently is something I never thought I could do. I thought that creativity was something I got in fits and starts, and I didn't have process around that. I didn't have understanding of my triggers for being creative, you know, for having creative input. I guess is the mm-hmm. best way to put it. And I think I've got that down now uh, pretty well. The other thing I learned uh you know is that having better boundaries. Um I can look back at stuff that I wrote uh you know in my personal journal from you know right as we were starting the podcast and compared to now, and there's a lot of people that are not in my life anymore, or they're at a you know distance, or it has changed the relationship. And it's because I learned better boundaries. And that that happened over this time as well.
0: What I've really learned is that I can do anything with the right motivation. Most things in life, like we said, are a skill set. I, for the longest time, thought I cannot learn to play guitar because I don't have that talent. I'm not musically talented so i just can't play guitar what i didn't realize is even people that are talented have to practice all the time that and i'd always been trying to learn to play rhythm guitar and it turns out i um i'm actually fairly decent at lead guitar which everyone always told me well that's harder that's harder that's harder then i got an instructor that's like all right i'm going to teach you a little bit of rhythm a little bit of lead and a technique each week guess what i took to yeah the lead While Will was working on his stuff, I was, you know, sitting, playing my guitar, playing, uh, the lead part to Sweet Child of Mine. Not quite as fast as Slash, but, you know, I mean, I I love that. I I really like Slash's style, by the way. So I, I play a lot of Guns N' Roses, Velvet Revolver stuff. That, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm picking it up. I mean, I've been doing it for, for a couple of months now, and I was in my lesson the other day, and, my instructor was like, all right, now he's taught me the strumming pattern. He's like, all right, now play this chord. And I just moved to it. He's like, all right, now this one. And he showed me the chord progression. After two or three times just calling out the chords and me doing it, he just started singing it. And we played the whole song. Yeah, That was the most awesome thing ever. And last week, I was in there and we're working on some more complicated stuff. And I I I played it. And I'm like that doesn't sound right. And I looked down and I realized because we're doing bar chords. I realized my I was on the wrong fret and I moved. And I'm like, all right, yeah, that's right. My my instructor he was writing stuff out for me. He looks up and he's like, did you just tell that by the sound? I'm like, yeah. He's like, man, you're coming along. You're you're really making progress. Like that meant a lot to me. Words of affirmation, y'all. That that means a lot to me. But you know, it, it was just it was one of those things. I'm like, he's right. I couldn't do that. A few months ago, but I practice yeah. every day and that's what it takes. Like so many things in life, even for the really talented people, someone who is really talented at guitar, but never practices is not going to be as good as the person who isn't talented, but practices all the time.
1: Yeah. or And they may never even know they were good. Very true. Because I mean, that doesn't come out really until you start kind of getting traction. Yeah. And that's a magical moment when you're doing something really hard and it just all flows.
0: Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, um, I I remember when it clicked for me. I think I was doing the the intro to "Wanted, Dead or Alive," and my instructor had stepped out to copy uh, some stuff for me, and he was coming back in, and I'm just like, I'm playing it. And I'm like, Hey, I'm kind of getting this. <laughs> and he's like, Dude, you you like it was, I had just seen it. He's like, You're you're really you're really picking it up. I'm like that, that was really cool. It was just one of those wow moments. I'm like, You know, yeah, I've been working at this for months now. And it's just, it's clicking and I'm loving it. I'm not very fast yet, but like, that's my next thing. I'm like, I'm working on speed. Yeah. So it's just, there's so much stuff in life that I thought I couldn't do that. I now look at and go, you know what? It's a skill. If I train myself, I may not have the talent of someone like famous or someone great, but I can still do the thing with enough training.
1: For real. Now... Another thing we learned is some lessons uh, the hard way. And my first one was that nothing replaces microphone discipline. He's Uh, still
0: learning that one, y'all. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's better. I mean, for the most part, (laughs) I have to make sure the microphone is a little bit low. You know, like getting that right was a huge improvement just in my ability to actually record stuff because I would be talking and I was worrying about making mistakes. And so like if you if you do the right stuff ahead of time you know, and, and you're disciplined about things, you don't have to worry about the mistakes as much. And so that was that was a huge win. And the other thing is, is keep your freaking eyes on the outline. Oh, there it is. So the next lesson I learned was that creation will teach you more than consumption. I was listening to business podcasts and listening to content marketing podcasts and all this other stuff when we started this podcast. I learned a whole lot more, I think, probably just in just the first 10 or 15 episodes of doing something than I did listening to somebody else talk about how they did it in hundreds of episodes. Now, the final thing I, I learned, and this is something that surprises me just about every single day, is that it's entirely possible to be surprised at where you ended up and still be in the right place.
0: That is so true. I say that all the time. Yeah. I mean, look at where I'm at. I'm in a job with a future. I was not looking to go into government work. Even when I got into development, I was not looking to go into government work. And like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I, I think all the time how blessed I am to be where I'm at. Things that I learned. Number one, time management. I've got the artistic creative bent and we tend to get caught up in things and just my personality style and Time management do not go together. I mean, I learned some time management in med school, but not a lot because it was pretty much everything was med school. It was all studying, and so the the man the time management there was all right, how much time on each subject, not how much time between different things. What I really learned it was when I had someone relying on me, I kind of already mentioned this, but you know having will relying on me to. Edit the episode and get it published each week. It's it was that external motivation I needed to show me how to build my own internal motivation.
1: That yeah, makes sense. I would agree with that. And I also think there's a marked difference in things like punctuality now compared to early on. Because I mean I remember, you know, back in the day, and this is more like college. We're like, oh, you know, be is late. And the sun's rising in the east tomorrow, <laughs> right? Like it was just like, those are equivalent statements. Those are constants. And now I-, I remember when you started really getting it together, like there was a point where you just kind of clicked and you started mm-hmm. fixing that. And it completely screwed me up because I'd scheduled planning on you being late. You remember yeah. that? I was getting nailed I'm- for like six months. It's like, ah, he's on time. I, I remember that
0: a lot because um, you would get frustrated at me. I'm like, dude, we said we were meeting at. At 5.30, it's 5.30 and I'm here. And he's like,
1: yeah, but you're always late. So, I was expecting you to be here at 6. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you don't understand. I'm trying to eat. Yeah. I'm waiting on my beer to get cold. You messed up my day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, well, the thing is, when it came to work, I was always very punctual, always early. It was, yeah, that's true. It was outside of work that I, I just I never translated it.
1: Yeah, and it's like you switched over and this became work in a lot of respects.
0: The thing is, it's not just this. It was everywhere in my life. Yeah. It's like I took that. I I guess I I looked at, hey, I'm, you know, in whatever I was doing work wise, I was successful. Even when I was in sales and stuff, I get into something, I'd be successful at it. I was like, all right, what's making me successful there? What am I doing there that I'm not doing in other areas? The punctuality and getting things done when I said I was going to do them, things like that was one of the things that I noticed. And I made a concerted effort to start doing that. And it it was a little bit of a process, but over time that that happened, it's just natural to me now. I'm always early to things. Another thing that I learned the hard way, I think we both did is dealing with conflict, especially mid episode conflict.
1: Yes. Especially some of those early ones, because we haven't had much of that. Oh, no. But well, the thing is, we're, we're,
0: we're really good and we understand each other uh, a lot better now. Even though we'd been friends for 10, 15 years when we started, we didn't understand each other near as well as we do now.
1: Yeah. And that includes being roommates, right? Because, yeah. like, as roommates, you know, you can make decisions in your room and that's your room, whatever. Uh, but when it's our podcast, it's not a thing without both of us agreeing. There's there's sparks that get struck, yeah. and so figuring out the content stuff. And you know the other thing is I had to learn to kind of stand up and go, no, we're not doing it that way. You know because I would get mad and I would just get cranky early on, and I wouldn't just be like, no, that's dumb. You know <laughs> whether it was dumb or not. Like just going ahead and getting it out there like was yeah. not something I did very well.
0: No, it it wasn't. And there's a couple of times where you've been like you would question it. Like when you find the guides list, you would question it and it'd be like, this is why I'm doing it that way. Or this is why we should do it that way. And you're like, I didn't see it that way. There's other times where we, you would question it, it. would be like, oh, because that was just the way that it seems easiest. And you're like, why don't we do it this way? And it's like, oh, well, that's even better. So yeah. like, there, there's the other thing here is, is that give and take. Um, the one that I really think about is the dating episode that never got
1: published. Yeah, that was, that was we, rough.
0: We were halfway through that episode. And I just stopped and I said, I'm getting really frustrated. And Will was like, I am too. So we stopped recording. We spent about 30 minutes talking about it. And we realized that um, that episode really wasn't the right episode at the time. And some of the, some of the topics in it were just not the best. And so we ended up writing a conflict resolution episode that became one of our more popular episodes at the time. Because it yeah. was from the heart. Like, we were talking about what was going on. And kind of on that, another thing that I've really had to learn the hard way is how to direct and produce myself and Will. And it's kind of fallen on me as the the audio guy to, throughout the episode, go, all right, wait, re-say that, or say it in this manner, or kind of have the creative vision for what it's going to look like um, at the end, the final product of the the episode. And... It's it's very interesting. It's one thing to do that for yourself because I've done some individual audio recordings where I'll be like, all right, no, I'm gonna need to resay that this way or that way. But to do it with myself and another person where I'm the talent and the director, it's I've got a whole nother respect for those those directors that are also uh stars. The other thing, I I've been helping out with some of the creative media at church. Like I said, I'm, I'm on the creative team there. And it's really, really different being a part of someone else's creative vision. Just recently, we recorded some stuff uh, that I, I was part of the talent and I was doing the audio for, but it wasn't my creative vision. It's like I was being directed. I was being told what to do. It was actually kind of relaxing to not have to worry about that. I'm like, oh, you want me to say it this way? Okay, let me say it this way. Oh, let me re you know, you want me to reword it to this? Okay, I can do that. And then the the last one is just something I think both of us have, have done um, and we still struggle with sometimes is how to repeat ourselves with the same vocal patterns and intonations. Yeah, sometimes, instead
1: of getting frustrated. Sometimes we have to do that multiple times too. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes we do the episode multiple times. That's true. That's <laughs> yeah. true.
0: So next, we're going to quickly go through some of the opportunities and activities that have come about through podcasting. First off, speaking
1: opportunities. Let's see. I spoke at MicroConf this year. I've spoken at Music City Tech, at DevSpace. I've talked in front of, I don't know, 10 or 12 different cohorts at Nashville Software School, a couple of cohorts at Covalence. We've had our meetups. Yeah, there's just been a whole bunch of stuff as far as the speaking that it's just everywhere.
0: And I've I've spoken at uh, Music City Tech Dev Space, a lot of the same places that Will has. The difference I've done uh, We Rocket or We Rock IT. I'm not sure. I've heard it said both ways. It was a brand new conference down in in Huntsville, put on by the women in tech. So it was it was very interesting. I was one of the uh, the few guy speakers there, um, and uh, talked about my path into development. Uh, another place I've spoken at is Codemash, which is a huge conference up in Ohio. Really cool. And I'm super duper excited to announce that in July of this year, I will be speaking at Codeland in New York City. Very nice. Yeah, um, that's, that's really cool. We've also made a lot of connections with, with other people and other opportunities that, that have come up.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so many people that we've had interactions with and we've been able to have those interactions because we have a podcast.
0: That's that's so true. There's people that we have met, mentors, people we've looked up to. Like we were on .net Rocks a couple of years ago, like early into our podcasting career. I think the most important thing to me at least is the friendships.
1: Yeah, we built our tribe. We have effectively I mean,
0: yeah, we we've got some amazing friends, and you know, some of them live close, some of them used to live close and have moved away, some of them live further away, but we have an amazing set of friends that some of whom we never would have met had we not been podcasting or running a meetup group. Like we wouldn't have started the meetup group if we hadn't been podcasting, and we've just we've just met some just phenomenal people and become good friends with, with them because of this. Uh, it's just that was one of the things that's really stuck with me. Um and, and kind of on that, we're going to talk about some of our favorite parts of podcasting. Um and kind of to help us maintain a good mix, we've categorized our episodes into various skills tech, life, and business. The tech skills, these are topics having to do with development, computer science, math, or other technical areas.
1: Life skills are soft skills, communication, personal development, time management, you know the skills that are the glue that makes all the other stuff work.
0: And business skills are topics involving sort of the business side of development from project management to people management to how to communicate with sales or business people. And then we've had some special episodes. And uh, if you all have been listening for any amount of time, you know about our April 1st episode every year. But, uh, these episodes could be on anything, and they have been. um I love our special episodes, though I haven't gotten to write one yet. uh yeah,
1: you need to do that. I think it just seems year, like it it's like you're really crazy busy that time of year or something i I don't know how that's happened the way it has, but yeah, it totally does need to be you next time, so I guess let's talk through our favorite episodes or parts of episodes, um so we'll just I'll start. With mine. Uh, as far as the tech, I really liked the episode on considerations when doing integrations. I wrote that one, um, but I wrote it while dealing with a lot of those issues at work, and it helped me clarify the stuff I was having to think through at the office and vice versa.
0: My, my favorite tech episode was the Code Smells episodes. I wrote them as one episode, and they ended up being too long for one, so we, we split it into two episodes. Um, it took quite a bit of work to put that together. The thing I like about it is even a junior developer can smell when the code has gone sour. I I like that so much, I even turned it into a talk that I give at coding schools. That's very encouraging. And be like, look, when you get out into the workforce, even in your very first job, you can find things to improve.
1: Yeah, that's really true. And, you know, by the way, it's... Surprising to me how often we've taken stuff that has been in episodes and we've turned it into other content. Now, my favorite episode on life, or I almost say favorite, um, was the one this April 1st. Uh, that was a really hard episode to write. I'm, I'm glad to have written it. Uh, I won't say that it was a favorite because there was a lot of stuff in there that was kind of hard, but I will say out of, you know, the life related podcast, that was probably the favorite. So far as the the
0: life skills episodes, uh the dealing with loss, I know that's sort of a a, a tough one to say is your favorite, but we we talked about losing our friend Jason to uh, cystic fibrosis and how that affected us like i I had known Jason since we were five. It was really good to get that out and reminisce on some of the fun times that we had with Jason, tell some of the jokes and stuff. A little cathartic, but I've also heard from a lot of people that hearing that helped them. Kind of the, the testimony thing, I guess. Uh, also, I know how much it meant to his mom when she listened to the episode. Like, yeah. She called me up uh, afterwards and just was almost in tears. Because she's like, I did not realize how big of an influence he would had on, yeah. on you guys. I think that one... And the one that you mentioned, the April 1st episode this year, are probably two of our most powerful episodes that we've had.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Now, as far as the business episodes, I really enjoyed writing the episode on reinvesting your gains. Uh, This one came out of a question that somebody asked us, and then I just kind of ran with it, and it didn't really stick with the question anymore. (laughs) Um, But I think a lot of people found it useful anyway. And it clarified my thought process on a lot of that stuff.
0: My favorite business episode, and, uh, I kind of talked about time management earlier was, uh, increasing the value of your time. This came out of an email that a good friend of ours sent to me back when I was in grad school trying to help me. I mean, it was, it was the start of my time management journey, really. Like that email kicked it off. You know, like I said, time management is an area that I've struggled with uh, most of my life. The further along I've gotten in school, the better I got at it. But, you know, that, that's something that I put a lot of effort into, and uh, I, I really liked that episode. We've talked about our favorite episodes that we, we wrote. Um, we've also had some really awesome conversations and some great guest episodes. Now, all of our, all of our guests have been wonderful, and we've enjoyed each and every conversation. We've had a few favorites, so we're kind of going to go through
1: those. Yeah, so the tech one for me was the progressive web apps episode just because of how much stuff you could do with a web browser because I remember writing code for Mosaic, Uh and that was just an absolute you know, head-popping experience going, wow, look what's happened.
0: I I liked that episode. That episode was great, but talking about progressive web apps, if we go to my favorite meetup, it would be where we had um, Adriana from Google, like a Google developer flew into Nashville, gave us a hands-on tutorial on building a progressive web app. That was awesome. That was awesome. so cool. That was. Um, we learned so much from that. Everyone had such a great time. And she was just a really awesome person too. Now, podcasting wise, my favorite tech podcast um, with a guest and this is, this is stretching a little bit to call it tech, but it was the Science Fiction Becomes Fact with Ed Charbonneau.
1: Yeah, that was a very cool episode.
0: Yeah, I'm a huge fan of speculative fiction. And I, I just remember talking to Ed at, I believe it was DevSpace, um, about this because he does a talk on the topic and just how interesting and fun it was. I, I just learned a lot from talking to him About the episode and during the episode, it was so much fun. Uh,
1: As far as life stuff, you know, the multiple podcasts we've had with John Sonmez have I've really gotten a lot out of those. And I think a lot of people get a lot of value out of his stuff. I mean, I'm I'm in Bulldog Mindset and all that. uh, And I highly recommend it.
0: My favorite was and, and this is the outgoing extrovert in me. The conversation that we had with Aaron and Cody about effective communication. I mean, that was so much fun. There were, were four of us all in that tiny room in your basement um, with all the mics plugged in, sitting around a table, having this conversation, joking, drinking. It was just a blast. It was a pain in the butt to edit, but it was a lot of fun to record. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it took me – like at that time, my speed was about three to three and a half hours per episode. It took me about six hours, so twice as long to edit that episode than any other at the time. But that the episode turned out so well, and we had so much fun recording it.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Uh, as far as business, uh, the episode recently with Stephen Fowler – was definitely one of my favorites. I got a lot out of it, and I actually took some of his advice and ran with it. That's awesome, man. And I'm waiting to see how that turns out because I'm kind of still brewing that. But
0: Um, business-wise, I think my favorite, it it was really a toss-up. I really liked the LinkedIn stuff with Amber because I I took a lot out of that. But so far as just favorite episode-wise would be Developers and the Law with uh, Gary Nissenbaum. He was so well prepared for that interview. And y'all, I- I'm going to tell you, we are not media. Like we're, we're not reporters. We're not trying to trip people up. We are educators. The purpose of this podcast is education. So we send out our questions if we have them done in time to our guests because the goal is not to trip up our guests. The goal is to provide value to our listeners.
1: And holy cow, did he crush that interview!
0: <laughs> oh, he did. He, um, he, I th- they told me he spent the weekend preparing for it, and that was back when we recorded on Monday nights. And he yeah. came in, and not only did it, he have answers for all the questions, but he had transitions. Like, we did not have to even make the transitions between his answer and the question because it flowed he would close out his answer. It's like, all right, that leads right into our next question. And that episode flowed so well. It was so easy to edit. He had a good voice for it and he had some really great technical people on his side, making sure it came through clear. Oh, it was, that was one of my favorite episodes to record and to edit.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, he really, he was super duper prepared. So I guess let's talk through our favorite special episodes. Uh, my favorite special episode was the one with David Whitley that we did last April 1st, I think. Or was it the week, the one before that? It's been a while. Yeah, it was the one before um, that. Yeah. So uh, David Whitley is an old time strongman, And, you know, it's unusual for him to be on a programming podcast. But we talked about how to get through mental barriers. And we actually should have him on again one of these days. Um, and he was talking about, you know, how to break a coconut and all that. You remember that? Mm-hmm. I remember you trying to do it. I did really it doing it. <laughs> yeah. And then going, crap, I don't have a coconut to practice with. Yeah. That was wild. You know, breaking one with your hand and then being surprised by that.
0: So, my favorite special episode was the children's stories. That was the one before the most recent one. I liked how we talked about the message in the story and also about the lesson that could be learned for
1: developers.
0: It was kind of a fun, unique way to see those stories. It's one of the things like my creative side really likes taking things that people are accustomed to and used to and looking at them from a perspective that people aren't looking at them from. So that was, that was one of my favorites to do. Um, and I've got one that doesn't exactly fit into a category because it wasn't a special episode, but it really wasn't a normal one either. And that was the open spaces that I did at DevSpace last year. That was just so much fun. We just had a group of people and people came and went from, from this chat But we just passed around the microphone. Everyone was so great with their microphone discipline and only talking when they had it so that I could record. It was just a lot of fun just to sit around with people and do that. And surprisingly, the editing on that episode was not as difficult as I thought it would be. I didn't put this in earlier in the episode, but uh, I thought of it when I was filling this out. Favorite parts of this episode?
1: I think the lessons learned part you know like seeing our individual character arcs in this episode and talking through that because it's it's not something you look back on much you don't realize how much you've changed until you really look
0: um for me it was looking back at all the fun times that we had and the great guests like this section creating the the favorites i mean it was hard to pick i went through uh, and i've got the the episodes divided into years and i went through looking at all of them um, and it was hard to pick, but I had a lot of fun. Like I would look at one and be like, oh man, I remember that. That was so funny when they said this or, or this happened. Like just reminiscing was was probably the best part. Now y'all to close everything out. We're going to talk about some of the uh, funniest parts of podcasting.
1: The bloopers. Yeah. yeah or the verbal blunders, especially. <laughs> uh, we are, not eloquent speakers. Basically what's going on here is there's two hillbillies in a basement with microphones, everything that you would expect from that beaches. Editing is what makes it not as (laughs) you would expect.
0: Yeah. um, We have several verbal blunders every week. Um, We've gotten a lot better about it since we started doing the live show and we started doing more public speaking
1: and preparing better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, most don't make it past the cutting room floor, but there's a few that uh, that I kept around. Most of the time, it's worth saving, uh, especially when we tease each other about it. Uh, we've been friends as long as we have. You mock each other constantly. Uh, also, we occasionally get excited and we'll talk over each other. This can lead to some rather interesting audio
1: when going back through it. So that sped up the earths. The, the earths. Earths. Earths, earths, earths. <laughs> That's a nice earth, <laughs> uh, But let me just
0: say that going from Black Abbey Rose to Yazoo Dos Peros yeah. is
1: amazing. I'm pretty sure it's Dos Peros, actually. Does it say do- I say Dos not, Peros? It's not da- Dos Peros. It's, uh, that's the version after 6.22. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real well known. <laughs> Probably never heard of it. Yeah. Stroking my hipster beard right now.
0: Anyways, uh, we had well lunch. Waska, we wabbit. We had a waska, we wabbit for lunch. <laughs> Hence 10 to the power of 23 in Avogadro's number. See, I didn't call it Avocado's number.
1: That's good. But it's not easy being green. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Educational or how you learn and interpersonal. Inter- interpersonal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how how qualified are you for a job as a Swedish <laughs> chef anyway? Looper is (laughs) real. For instance, software running in orbit isn't something you update willy-nilly. Like on the International Space Station. Space Station! Space Station! By Sean Connery. (laughs) A book fell off and hit my head. I can only blame myself. Another thing that happens a lot is unintended story time. Uh, We both tell stories and make interesting analogies, and it's one of the charms of the show. Not all of the stories are going to make it to production many times they're either just a little too far off topic for a particular episode or maybe not entirely appropriate.
0: Yeah. So now we're going to share a couple of those stories. Oh, Hey, speaking of white whales, this is way off. Did topic. you go on Tumblr again? <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> Blooper <Blueberry laughs> real. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of white whales, Speaking of white whales, I finally have my concert white whale. I got tickets to the Garth concert. Nice. Yeah. Super excited. Really funny. I told my (laughs) mom about it and and she was like, I thought about getting you those tickets. And I'm like, you did? She's like, yeah, I saw them go on sale. I went online and I saw the price and I was deciding whether or not to buy them for you. And then they were sold out. Wow. Yeah. I've got Garth tickets. I haven't been yet. So you know, still that so I've always wanted to go the fire. Well, yeah, but you know. <laughs> life is not tried. It is merely survived. If you're standing outside the fire, I wouldn't even plan on doing music lyrics. This uh, episode. <laughs> Sorry, you <made> face <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I I, that just look like that. Yeah, it's, he's not making a face. That's just his normal face. <laughs> yeah. her, her well,
1: he, he he looked directly at me while he was making.
0: <laughs> Will's over here using his non-verbals to mess everybody up. just getting passive-aggressive
1: with his uh, verbals. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Aaron's over here being assertive.
0: And Cody's just passively waiting to be aggressive.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I feel like that's my default style. (laughs) The barren weight. It's it's, uh, MC Hammer style. (laughs) Stop. Hammer time. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. You
0: know, what I said about management, we ought to do an episode on management, uh, especially like we've got the one first time in leadership, but on management, because in my experience, I've been. It's almost like, oh, hey, you've been managed your whole life, your whole work life. So obviously, you know how to manage because you've been the one that receives it.
1: Right. So like after my, you know, my second hernia surgery, I, I'm going to just start cutting strangers open because right. clearly that logic should apply everywhere. <laughs> exactly. That's,
0: that's what I'm getting at. That's why I think we should do an episode on it. And finally, sometimes we're just off our game. And if you watch our live episodes, you can see
1: it live, like tonight. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, again, you know, it's a lack of eloquent speaking. It's just being in weird moods. Sometimes it's uh, alcoholic beverages, maybe a little.
0: Sometimes Will's doing low carb. There, I have a few times where
1: he goes, "Not my fault, low carb." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, there's been a couple of times I just couldn't English. Yeah, you know? there, there and, are. And it's, it's
0: funny going back. It was frustrating, frustrating when I was editing it, though.
1: Clearly, I just looked at this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you obviously did not look at the link I sent you earlier today. No. No. Because I, I sent you this link earlier today when I found it. I'm like, this is awesome. I mainly sent it to you so I could find it later on when I was writing this up. But
1: yeah, so get, it's materials tech.
0: Yeah. Hey, let me get uh, let me get into it. Unless you want to start with,
1: obviously I didn't read Oh, the- yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally start with that. Might as well.
0: <laughs> Point of interest. Why aren't we doing that?
1: Yeah, because we're not cause we're not dishonest charlatans, but we are dishonest charlatans.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, we're, we just haven't figured out how to capitalize on that. Yeah, we don't have paid memberships to Dunning Club.
0: Right. Yeah,
1: it's totally different. <laughs> no, um, but but seriously, it's it's always great when you're having like some kind of low level conversation about like. Operating system level threading problems, and all of a sudden you're like, I can typing. I didn't know dictatorial was a word. I would have murdered it. I, I never would have got it right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you mur- <laughs> I didn't know dictatorial was a word. I would have murdered it. <laughs> <laughs> is this word your word? No. And, 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 is this and the, the slogan of your house? And, <laughs> and, I never would have gotten that right. House Cody. I would have murdered it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Low carb. Not my fault.
0: They say the journey is more important than the destination. And now that we've reached the end of episode 200 we can definitely say it's been a journey. Whether you've been with us since our first episode way back in 2015, or you just started listening to the podcast this week, we are glad to have you on this journey with us. Raise your glass, because here's to 200 episodes of Complete Developer Podcast and to the path to another 200. That pretty much wraps us up. Before we close everything out, Will, what do you have for us this week for Tricks of the Trade?
1: Well, this is something that occurred to me the other day, and I realized this is something I act on and didn't have a way of saying. And I think this is useful now that I've got a way of saying it. There's something very similar to regression to the mean in technical decisions. So if a decision can be made fast and by one person, it can be undone the same way. Uh, you know, In fact, it has a roughly equivalent probability of being undone the same way. So if your management is cowboy coding in their decisions, by definition, you're a fool if you cowboy code yours. You have to be ready to switch back over. And that just made a lot of sense to me. It's just something that clicked this week. It has no relation to the episode 200, but I thought that was a useful thing to throw out to the audience. That's all I got. Stand by for Titanfall. If you have a question or comment, please email us at neckbeards at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Standby for Titanfall by Pure Bells, available on SoundCloud and licensed through Creative Commons. The intro music for
0: IOTs is Hillbilly Hip Hop by Jason Belcher. For references, show notes, and to sign up for weekly emails with extra tips and insights, be sure to check out the website at completedeveloperpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at CompleteDevPod, and like our page on Facebook to keep up with news about the show. Catch us each week as we broadcast live, talking
1: about what's going on in the tech world and answering listener questions. Learn more about all of our shows and groups by going to completedevelopernetwork.com where you'll find links to Junior Developer Toolbox, Developer Launchpad, and our other communities. Thanks for listening. See you next time.